Hi, this is Jason Sohail Ascari. And this is Anna Ascari. I grew up and studied about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all my life. And I never got the chance to watch any of the original series. The both of us were going to watch all 193 episodes of the original series. And give you a perspective from an expert. And a new viewer. This is what we call a Turtle Recall. Alrighty, and welcome to episode 53 of Turtle Recall. I am your host Jason Zopale and join with me as always is my ever so lovely and celebrated birthday just recently and now it's going to get to celebrate uh, Mother's Day very soon wife, Anna! <laughs> Hello everyone! I always forget to say hello because you always uh, say like very interesting that uh -huh, it, it, I get distracted. I know, I know, no, no, you usually laugh and then you say hello everybody. <laughs> no, no, I, I edit these things, I know how it goes. <laughs> what is going on this week? We are going to be looking at the episode Usagi Come Home. Really fun, but you know, how was your birthday, honey? Oh, it was great, especially that my birthday is officially two weeks. Yes, your birthday is officially two weeks. Like, Alright, so when you're born, like, did your mom like know, like, oh, hey, let me make sure it's like at the very last day, April, so that way when my daughter becomes a mother, she makes sure that like the next two weeks is all about her. <laughs> Even that rare occurrence where uh, your 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 future husband's yes, uh, birthday and Mother's Day like overlaps. Yes, you know when I was when I was trying to find my future husband. It was very hard. I have to go through all the birthday and you had to go all, all the birthday. choose the one that is two weeks from my birthday. That way, I can celebrate it for two weeks. I I understand. I mean, and it, it worked out perfect. It did. It totally worked out perfect for you. So originally, for uh, you know, because my you know my birthday is coming up, obviously, and uh, this is actually my fortieth uh, birthday. We were gonna. Woo! Number. Yeah, it's a very good number. We were first gonna go to uh, Putukana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but you know, of course, um, uh, all the world's events. Like we even like last year, we we're like, oh, we can still do it. We can still do it. And then you know, we did not know that this virus was gonna last this long. But yeah, uh, but next year, next ne next year, hopefully we will be going, and we will. And then like you know, this podcast will have like a two week break. To celebrate both of our birthdays. <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, you know, uh, oh, and so speaking of kind of like current events going on, we are recording right now during a freaking thunderstorm in Georgia. So if this podcast does not come out, that means like the thunder like destroyed our computer. Every time, every time we have a like a thunder, I... Uh, what comes to my mind, I, I imagine myself like that. Which of the odds? Oh, yeah, oh yes, yes, yes. When, when her, yeah, when the house like falls on top of her. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because not only are we in a thunderstorm, we are also in a uh, tornado watch as well. We had like really bad tornadoes yesterday. And then, and we're like, I was thinking, I was like, okay, I think it's going to let off. It's going to let off. And no, 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 no. It just started back up. Oh my God. It is so crazy. But someone can, uh, someone who is having birthday in two weeks can sleep like a turtle through all this nature. Of course. Things. I remember, uh, like it was like two years ago, we had a, a small um, earthquake? earthquake in Georgia. Yes, and I came and I told you that 
oh it says it's earthquake and you wake up two minutes and you smile and said it's okay and then come, <laughs> come back to sleep like, <laughs> that really sounds like me. No, actually, uh, I think it was last night or maybe two nights ago. Uh, the the thunder was like really loud and like in the middle of like the night, and and you woke me up. Yes. Yeah, and I was like, okay, and I, I just went back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I, I I've had people tell me this. It's superpower. It's a, it's a very it's a big superpower, and our lights just flickered. Just just now, our lights just flickered. I mean, I like, think Crank is right now is in the uh, technodrome. Yes. Yes. He's Control probably, everything. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I. I think you're right. I think he's trying to like you know get the technodrome from the center of the Earth. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what's going on in our neck of woods. If you guys are in like the the eastern part of the United States and you're dealing with these storms, uh, good luck to you. Hopefully, by the time this podcast gets released, all of these violent weather is gone uh but that's what we got you know what let's get in some ninja turtle news you ready for this yes all right and we're going to uh basically tell you the all a lot of the ninja turtle news in the past two weeks since we were off last week yes that's what i want i heard look last week we had so much last week was so much all right so i actually put it out there because you weren't here last week and it was just me by myself and i was like and i put it out there and i was like hey there's a lot of news. You guys want me to cover it just by myself? And at uh, Toynado from uh, Twitter said, no, he called me a monster for even suggesting that. <laughs> <laughs> so Thank you so much. Yeah, exactly. So before we start the news, something I do want to address. Uh, we are very aware of the Ninja Turtle Gundam figures or model kits. Uh, it's still not, not clear. We're not talking about it this week. Because we have so much other things to talk about, we're going to save it for next week. So hopefully it won't bite us and then we find out like next week there's a big news thing too. But uh, that's uh, but that's the play. So uh, if you wanted to hear our opinions on that, you're just going to have to wait a week. But let's go ahead and get started. Uh, the first thing I want to get started is basically we're going to talk about two things. We're going to talk about NECA and we're going to talk about Super 7. Because both of them had like really big things going on last last tuesday <laughs> the two big brother yeah the two big brothers exactly uh so with uh neca we're gonna first talk about uh these figures right here unfortunately the pre-order window has uh has is gone now they're not uh you can't pre-order these uh figures anymore but uh, i saw the picture of these right so this is antrax and scumbug they're, they don't come into the series until, like, season seven. And, in fact, they're only in one episode. In fact, the episode that they're in is the only episode they're in. Oh, it looks yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, but they're in that episode, like, together, too. Oh. His, his body, one of them, his body looks like turtle, too. They're both oh. actually bugs. One's an ant and one's a just bug. Just, I don't know, cockroach? Oh. Ew! Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, I know, you don't that... buy that. <laughs> I already pre-ordered it. Alright, so they had the pre-order. Uh, it lasted 10 days like the other pre-orders they did in April. The diff... Alright, so there was a price difference with this one for some reason. Because the other the other pre-orders, like the uh, A-Stuck and... Uh, uh, oh, no, just A-Stuck. I'm sorry, because the other one was Pizza Monster and he was different. Uh, but... 
Uh, Ace Duck was $51.99. Uh, this set was $59.99, so it was eight more dollars. So, uh, I'm guessing, like, probably like, the figures are probably, like, bulkier or maybe even taller. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see when it gets into Target if they, if it's still that price or not, or if they go, or Target sells it for that 51. I have a feeling Target will sell it to the price, because, uh, it's a vendor, uh, it's a vendor, uh, price. I'm pretty sure Target will probably sell it for the NECA price. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the pre-order windows uh, are already over. It looks pretty cool. Uh, it's really cool that we have uh, these two figures as well. Now, the only one, the only enemy we really need now is uh, Tempestra. Uh, then we can complete the Night of the Rogues. And you're looking at me like, what's Night of Rogues? <laughs> uh, so there's an episode, and this is actually the episode these two come from. Uh, it's called The Night of the Rogues, where basically a bunch of the Ninja Turtle villains, okay, they I, team I was, up. I was waiting that you don't know that cockroaches are coming or something. No, 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 no. Cockroaches are not coming. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, it's, it's a bunch of the villains. Uh -huh. uh, like, you know, like, because uh, Leatherhead's in there, so it's Rat King and Slash... Oh, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. It, it's a very fan favorite episode. It's like probably one of the only later season episodes that people like remember about. Uh, I was, I wanted to say that that's probably one of my favorite episodes. Oh, it, it probably will be. <sighs> yes, it definitely will be. But yeah, that's all we have for uh, Antrax. Now, that was not the only pre-order they did uh, recently, and this one is still available it's the one that we've been talking about all month of april and we've been hinting that we're like hey um, we're pretty sure NECA was going to do this at the end of april at the end of april we got our fig our figure reveal of the movie april o'neill oh uh, and the other one is casey yes they snuck in their casey uh so we okay Here's the deal. Uh, Casey, we don't know the details about him yet. We just we just know what his uh what his uh painted head now looks like with that without the mask. Uh, we don't know how how we're gonna get this uh figure or not. Like you know, we don't know if he's gonna come with the same body as the as the next as the last one or not. Uh, because this is definitely the same body that came with the the other figure uh with the with the mask. But they did an awesome job. It looks like. The real scene. Yes, it really does. April and the, that one with... Uh, Danny. That, the, yeah. No, no, it really does. It looks like... The, the people look, like, so uncanny. I mean, it really does look like we're, we're seeing a scene of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, we got our figure reveal April, and then once we got our figure reveal, that day we actually got the pre-orders. Uh -huh. And so we are able, and you can still pre-order April right now on NECA's website. It's she's going for twenty nine ninety nine, and uh, also she'll be appearing at Walmart. Uh, NECA actually sent out an updated email saying that she's scheduled to ship out in August. Don't like, don't be married to that date, by the way, because uh, NECA has had delays. In fact, uh, the Ninja Turtle accessory pack. And the cartoon diorama set, which was originally supposed to come out at the end of uh, 2020, is now coming out in May. Which, when they said, like, before they said it was going to come out in April. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so you can still pre-order April. Now, here is where the controversy happened. And, you, honey, you missed all this. Uh, Alright. So, when they announced the figure, uh -huh. uh, they're like, oh... 
And we're also making a special edition of it. They call it the Signature Edition. And it and this is what the Signature Edition uh, uh, comes with. It comes with everything that the regular one does except for two items. One is a Channel 3 uh, press pass, like a replica of the Channel 3 press pass, which is signed by Judith uh, Hoke. Uh-huh. And the other is the ever-so-popular... Uh, banana uh, colored uh, raincoat that she wears at the very beginning of the movie. The one that, like, you know, I kept on saying, oh, I hope that she comes with a raincoat, even though she doesn't wear this outfit. Oh, that's so cool. Yes. It, it's really cool. And um, so the figure uh, the figure itself uh, was $30. This uh, special edition was $100. Oh. Yeah, so, uh, so you know, and like... How much was the other one? A 30. So a $70 difference. Ooh, it's a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a pretty big difference. And it's a pretty big difference when you're getting two things. You're getting the, you're getting the raincoat and you're getting a, uh, an autograph, but it's a, like, you know, on a, on the signed press, on, on the press pass. Uh-huh. Now, here's where the drama, it really came in. Uh, this was limited to 2,000 uh, 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 items. Yeah, yeah, 2,000 items. Uh, people can only order one. Uh, in fact, like when I was trying to um, order it, like my cart messed up and actually get, it actually gave me two, and then they had to like, and it automatically said, "Hey, we re- reduce it down to your maximum number." Uh, and uh, you know, I posted on Twitter. I said, "Hey." When this comes out, I'm, I know I know a few things are gonna happen. The NECA site is gonna uh, be be very buggy, uh, and that people are gonna complain, and then people are gonna complain that they didn't get it, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> uh, so uh, the uh, people on Twitter has said that it sold out in 20 minutes. There are some people who said uh, they couldn't get it in like the first two minutes. Um, I don't believe that because I didn't get it right at 12 o'clock. I actually. I, I want to say I got it like at 12.03 or something like that. Uh, it starts selling at 12? Yeah, yeah. It started at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then I didn't try to get it. I didn't go into the site till 12.03. Oh, okay. I said uh, I thought you were saying 12.30. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Not th- if, if I waited 30 minutes, I w- it would have been gone. That's what I'm saying. You were Yeah, lucky. yeah, yeah. Now, so, now, here's the thing that, I mean, I this is what I, I think they've kind of dropped the ball on and i'll say like uh why i'm kind of like a little disappointed because during the during like all of judith's videos and everything she was saying oh i want to make sure that everyone gets this i want to make sure you know everyone gets the figure and that like like she she was like and she was like you know she was like i'll I'll only accepted it if only if uh neca um did the pre-order thing and and the thing is that a lot of people really wanted the raincoat because even though in the movie she doesn't really wear it she only wears it in one scene and and not even in this outfit she wears some other outfit during that scene but because it's april april's associated with with yellow yes uh that's like where uh that's where like people like they find it like iconic Yes, yes. Even though technically it's not at all, but uh, for for the movie it's not at all. But because of the nature of April, like it's regarded as iconic. Yes, I think if they just had another yellow item in there, people would 
It wouldn't be like so. Well, uh, there's no other yellow item that she has in the movie. Okay. Yeah, because like you know, you have to make it accurate to the movie. Yeah. The only yellow item was the was was the jacket. Now, here's the thing. Oh, I, this is the way I think they should have done it. Uh, obviously, obviously, the what made this limited was the signatures. I mean, you know, she probably only agreed to to two thousand because like you know if. If NECA's like, oh, we're going to make an un unlimited amount, I mean, you know, she'd be signing, like... Forever. Forever, exactly. Like, you know, so you can't... You can't just be like... We can't... You can't just be like, oh, this. I think that they should have had, like, just a third option. Like, once this one sold out, I think they should have had, like, okay, here is, like, a $50 or, like, you know, $60 version where it just comes with the raincoat. Yes. And then uh, that way, then all you have is just the people just complaining about the price of um uh, of the coat. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, you can't make everyone happy, but like, I think I think that's what the way they should have approached it because I mean, like, they, they they like if they do it in the two week window, like they should be able to manufacture enough of these uh, coats. To be honest. Yeah. So, uh, that's. That's to me. I think it's the unfortunate part. Uh, I'm hoping that everyone who who wanted to get the uh, the signature edition got the signature edition. Uh, if if not, uh, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of people doing customs for uh, the raincoat. And also, Anna did say once we get the figure that, and once she figures out what the material is, oh, uh, she will actually make it uh, for you guys. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. So we will, like, you know, so w once we get the figure and, like, you know, she has the proper dimensions and everything, if you guys missed out on the coat, you can, like, hit us up and we will definitely make one of these for you. Yes, for sure. <laughs> right. So that, all right. So that is all the NECA pre-order stuff that we want to talk about. But we still have, we still have some more NECA stuff. Alright, so not too long ago, like a few days ago, NECA posted up this picture and basically uh we're seeing the uh the uh the Ninja Turtle sets that basically look like the video cassettes. Uh-huh. Uh so and in there, you know, we have or we have the Turtles in Disguise, which is like uh, ship is available now that if people can find them at Target, they've been really hard to find. We haven't found them ourselves. Uh, we have the Metalhead that came out last year. We have Krang that came out a few months ago. The foot soldiers that they re they revealed not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, and and then we have Muckman, um, which this is uh, NECA's first time revealing Muckman. If you remember, we had those leaked images from uh their their china uh their, their china workshops yes yeah and also we also have uh mondo gecko as well oh mondo gecko yeah 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 so um from the size of uh muckman's box it's the same size of krang it looks like that muckman is going to be the same price as krang um it, the, there, there's no confirmation or anything like that but from the size of it, it looks like that Muckman will be uh, $35 because that's how much Krang was. Because uh -huh. you see the, the other three are the are shorter. Uh, and so let's go ahead and I want to talk about Muckman. They just released these press photos. Oh, that's so cool. Yes. 
Uh, so this is Muckman and Joe Eyeball. And what's cool about Muckman is that he's actually going to come with uh, uh, with ooze. Like, oh. like you know, with the, the slime and everything. The colors are so perfect. Yeah, yeah, the colors are perfect. Like, the figure looks great. And here's uh, basically everything he, uh, he's coming with. He's coming with another mouth. Oh, the uh, ooze is like real ooze? Yeah, the ooze is real ooze. Is so uh, of course, it's coming with Joe Eyeball. He's coming with the with the trash can that you can put in, in, on the back. And he's coming with a blaster. And so, instead of the trash can blaster that the toy came with, he's this is actually like uh, like General Trag's blaster. Oh. Like from uh, Season 1. <laughs> so, more than likely, when I get this, I will actually give this to uh, General Trag instead of uh, Muckman. Yeah, but but yeah, the the fact that he comes with ooze, that's actually really cool. I'm gonna say this right now. I'm probably not going to open the ooze. <laughs> uh like and that's just because of how of a mess it really causes. Uh like uh but it's cool that it it cool it, it cools with it. It's cool that it comes with it. Yes. Yeah. And parts of me maybe I might put it in my uh in my, like, Munich Man figure, like, my classic Munich Man figure. I might do a, put it in there, but I'm probably not going to put it on the figure itself. Not, like, the way they, they put it on their, on their Muckman. Uh, Muckman is coming to Target in June. That's, like, you know, not, not like, so we know it's going to come out sometime in June. Don't know if there's going to be another figure that comes in between, because I'm kind of figure, I'm kind of curious when the Foot Soldier is supposed to come out. Uh, but yeah, we do know it's coming in, in June. Hopefully he won't be so hard to find, like some of the other figures will find out. And the other, the, the other, uh, the other one I want to talk about is, now this has not been, this, these photos have not been actually released by NECA. This actually has been released by... Uh, like some of the people who've been producing the figures, and uh, th and we but this is here's the what the Mondo box inside the Mondo Gecko box looks like. <laughs> that looks like cool. Yeah, yeah. So we're looking inside the box. We we talked about the contents before, but Mondo Gecko does come with uh, Kerma. Uh, he was the alien turtle from the Planet of the Turtleoids. Uh, yeah, he just skateboard is pretty big. Look, uh, looks pretty cool. He also comes with the lit. He comes with the gecko. He comes with. Uh, dynamite uh, and a blaster, you know, all in in a bag bag of uh, money. I believe he had he was he was stealing money for Mr. X. Why they didn't uh, give us like better angle of pictures? Uh, well, this isn't official press photos. Like uh -huh. you know how like Muckman, we had those great pictures. Uh -huh, this, is this is this is not from NECA. This is from like the this is from like the manufacturer. Uh -huh. And they they took the picture. And so we're technically we're not supposed to be seeing it, but it's been uh it's been out there, uh so we're gonna go ahead and uh just uh just you know take a peek while we while we're here, <laughs> and so that is that is everything that we have for NECA uh, for the past two weeks. Now now let's get into Super Seven because Super Seven we got a lot lot of stuff too, not as much as NECA, but. But uh, how do you have to order those? Uh, those are going to be uh, through Target. Like, but they're later, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be later. It's going to be later. It's going to be you know, driving through the stores, <laughs> begging people on Twitter to find it uh, for us. I have to get one of the singers uh, sing a song for you. Driving. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I Back and forth to Target. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. But all right, let's 
get into Super 7 because Super 7 has finally revealed their Wave 5 Ultimates figure, which you can pre-order now. And here are the figures. Oh, and I know... I see my friend. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, Anna got really excited when I showed her this <laughs> when she saw Krang. So, uh, so Super 7 Wave 5 of Ultimate figures... We have Ray Filet, we have Leonardo in the Sewer Samurai uh, costume, we got uh, Krang in the Bubble Walker, and we got Leatherhead. And so let's go ahead and just take a look, and I'm going to tell you this right now. Uh, we're looking at some of the close-up figures, pictures of it, uh, and Leonardo, hands down, looks definitely like the best out of the four. I am so excited about the Sewer Samurai Leonardo. <laughs> uh, like, and it's really cool because not only does he come with, like, a plethora of weapons, like, you know, he comes with, like, three kunais. Uh, he also, you can also change his head to have his other, his alternate head has, like, a mask. And it almost looks like the the mask that he wore in the third Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, what is the other thing? Is the flag? Uh, yes, yes. It, it, it's a it's a, like a Japanese like warrior flag. Uh, he had that in the original figure. Uh, yeah. Um, like, I, um, I have I have the original figure. Oh, I'm, oh I should have I meant to load that picture up. Uh, but uh, my, my original figure like because of like the chrome um that he has uh, on his like chest and helmet. My original figure is like very like worn out over there because he's been played with a lot. But this is a very fun figure. Uh, the other one, uh, like we're now looking at, is Ray Filet. And Ray Filet is one of those characters that people love the action figure, but they hate what he looked like in the cartoon show. It's one of those that people didn't, like, people have been saying, like, they don't want NECA to make Ray Filet. Because, Ray, because you know, NECA makes it more cartoon accurate. Uh -huh. And they don't like the way he looked in the cartoon. When we get to him, you'll see. Like, when we get to compare. Uh, but, but he looks very cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I love that the smile. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So Ray looks like, uh, like I said, he looks like uh, from the uh, cartoon series. He does come with his, uh, two of his accessories are Scarfish and Fish Sticks. Those are these characters right here. Scarfish is the, uh, the uh, what's it, Starfish. Uh -huh. um, and the other guy that's uh, Fish Sticks. Like, those were just, like, two characters that the original action figure came with. Uh -huh. um, and he does have an anchor. He has a harpoon gun. What I love about, like, the unpainted section, um, the way that they uh, connected them all together is uh, there's actually a rope um, on the on the anchor. I oh, thought that was pretty cool. That's so cool. I, I thought that was a really cool thing uh, to do there. And here are here's your friend. Right here, we have Krang in the Bubble Walker. <laughs> What's cool about Krang is that you get two. You get two of them. You get this, like... Two modes. Yeah, two modes. You get this, like, smiling one, and then you also get this, like, on an angry one. <laughs> like, you know, he's getting, like, too excited. Like, he's like, Shredder! What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, and he also comes with the I little tripod like stand. Uh, that he oh, that, oh, from yes. the cartoon. Yes. Yeah. I kind of like that we see those vessels. Yes. Yes. I I know how much you you like those like little veins and vessels. Yeah. Um, uh, I I definitely agree with there. Uh, Krang looks like uh pretty cool, 
And then last uh, we're looking at is uh, Leatherhead. And uh, now one thing I love about this Leatherhead is le this Leatherhead can stand up. Uh, the original Playmates toy of Leatherhead, he was in this like crawling position. And uh, so he didn't really like stand well with the other figures. But he looks far from the cartoon. Right, he looks more like the action figure. Because that's what Super 7 does. Super 7 makes him look like the action figure. Uh -huh. Yeah. And uh, uh, Leatherhead comes with a lobster and some other, like, crawfish things. He comes with, like, this uh, this bear trap kind of thing. He also has, like, a shotgun. And he also has a fishing pole for some reason. So I guess if, uh, you know, Leatherhead wants to go ship uh, fishing in, like, you know, the Florida swamps <laughs> with his Cajun accent. <laughs> but... So, those four are available to pre-order now, and uh, I, I I know they're supposed to come out, uh, they're supposed to be shipping by 2022, and now I do want to say, uh, price-wise, before the Ultimate figures were $45 each, uh, they did get a price hike due to manufacturing cart costs, they are now $55 each. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, so, you know, if you order all four, you're almost paying for another figure that, like, uh, that's the unfortunate part, uh, with this. And the last, uh, Super 7, uh, news, uh, I want to talk about that came out over the weekend is we got more, uh, reaction figures. And so we got the Mirage Ninja Turtle, the Mirage style Ninja Turtle, um, reaction figures and these are exclusive to big bag toy store uh -huh. uh, and uh, they're basically okay they're really just repaints of the other uh super seven reaction figures uh they just they you know they just they all have the red headbands now and they all have the same color instead of the the different action figure colors uh -huh. uh, <clears throat> but the coolest part about it is the art on the card because it is definitely that Mirage comic art. And that's, yes. to be honest, that's like where it's worth it to me. Yes. I, I really like that. Uh, like I said, you can pre-order these now at Big Bad Toy Store. And it's $75 for the whole set. I will say I, ha I have one complaint about these though. What is it? It's that, and I understand why they did this. Because the, the original Super 7 figures, because they're based off the cartoon... Uh, they can't, they all came with a slice of pizza. These still come with a slice of pizza. And the Mirage comics, they weren't, they, they didn't do the whole pizza thing. Uh-huh. Like, like, so, I, I feel that's unnecessary because, I mean, and I understand why, because, like, you know, the, the original figures came with the, the pizza, so, like, you know, that's why they put the, the pizza with them. But, uh, I I, I feel, I, I wish that they took the pizza out, like. I know that would have been one less accessory that the other one came with, but that's just me personally. But it it, it doesn't make or break it. I mean, because more likely, more likely, if I do get the set, I'll probably never open them anyway. Because I, the re, for me, the reaction figures are more for keeping them in the sealed thing. Yes, that, because especially these, I think you're more paying for the art of the. Yeah, box. you're yeah, you're definitely paying more for the art of the box than the actual figure the itself. Right. Yes. Yeah. And like, especially like, I never was into that whole uh, Star Wars uh, vintage line, mm -hmm. and I know that's what these figures are supposed to make it look like. Yeah. 
And just as a quick reminder, you can listen to the news live every Tuesday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we love it when you guys join us. It, was, it makes it really fun. All right. Let's get into the episode. You ready? Yes. This week, we are talking about Season 3, Episode 34, Usagi Come Home. This originally aired on November 9th, 1989. This was written by uh, David Wise and directed by Bill Wolf. And if you guys remember the first Usagi Ojimbo episode, which was titled Usagi Ojimbo, was also directed by Bill Wolf and written by uh, David Wise. Alright, honey, you want to give us a summary of this episode? Yes, uh, just before that, I just want to give a shout-out to... We have a very sweet friend uh, who always, like, uh, dress up as Usagi. Yes! And uh, I just wanted to shout-out to him that uh, you are very honored to be friends with him. Yes, we are very yes, we are very honored uh, to be friends with uh, Joe, and he always sends us Christmas cards each year. It's always nice. And, like, you've actually sent us, like, uh, a few of his... Uh, pictures of him as his uh, cosplay. Yes, yes. yes yeah. he, has, he has the uh, best Usagi. Uh... Yeah, yeah, he really does. He has one of the best Usagi uh, cosplays, and uh, we were so honored to like actually meet him at a convention a, a few years ago. Yes, uh, about summary. Yeah, summary, yeah. They go back again in that uh, Japanese museum. Right. And we see that the, the Japanese guy, um, the owner of the museum, he... he he wanted to go and get some grocery and ask um, Usagi if he can uh, watch the museum for him. When uh, when he goes out, and uh, Krang and Shredder are watching um, watching them in the monitor, and then um, when they see that he he leave, uh, they kidnap him, and then they go inside the museum and um, tell the uh, Usagi that if he bring the turtles, then uh, then they save the um, the owner. And he says that he's not going to do, going to take away three life for one life. But then, then he accepted because then he knows that he can, um, they can um, defeat him because he's a very good samurai. And then <laughs> he starts uh, fighting with uh, Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady, bring a magnet and and do a trick, and uh, he lose. So uh, from that point, he start like um, going to fight with the turtles, and turtles are not sure what's going on with him. He he, he finally understand that the whole trick and uh, deal with the turtles, bring the turtles, and uh, they do uh, play as the turtles are dead, and then um, they fight with the Shredder and everything. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> It's a good summary. No, it's a very good summary. Alright, so let's start uh, breaking down this episode. And, alright, the first thing I write... So, the Usagi episode was uh, two episodes ago. And we start this episode pretty much the end of the pre- of the of the first Usagi episode. Yeah. And we're, basic, we're basically, like, uh, uh, the Obento, uh, the, the Master... Uh, he mentions, like, oh, thank you, Turtles, for saving the dragon egg. And we see the dragon egg uh, again, like, in that special, vi- yeah, in that special uh, vase. Obviously, we don't see the dragon um, again uh, from there. And the only difference is, is that this time Splinter is not there. But the Turtles are there, Usagi is there. And I, it almost made me feel like, was this originally supposed to be a part two? And especially, like... Again, I mentioned before, uh, David Wise uh, written both episodes, and I mean, uh, Bill Wolf 
also directed both episodes, but Bill Wolf also directs every episode in this season that's done in uh, that's not that's not in Dublin. But I really feel like when they did this, I feel like they they were probably like thinking of this was like a part two. But, like, there, there is actually no episodes in this season that has, like, a to-be-continued or, like, a uh, thing. I mean, and when we get to the finale, we get to, like, a uh, like a three-part episode. But it's still, like, those three episodes aren't, like, to-be-continued or anything like that. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I think it's more of, like, they didn't want to make it a part two. They didn't want to make it, like, so that way, like, the affiliates can air it whenever they can. Yes. Uh, that's what I feel like, but I really feel like in their minds, they're like, oh, no, no, this is a continuation from this. And, in fact, not only, like, we get there, once we get, like, all that information that we saw two episodes ago, we go back into the, we get to the Technodrome, and we see Shredder's watching that all over again. And even, like, Crane mentions, like, oh, you're watching reruns now? And, and then at this point, like, Shredder's like, oh... It's that rabbit again, and when he says that, it's kind of like weird because it's they, like they call him uh, Fairy Little uh, Samurai. Yeah, Fairy Little Samurai. Yeah, but when Shredder like mentions like, "Oh, it's that rabbit again," like it's like he Usagi didn't really do anything again. He just like I said, this really felt like a continuation from the first one, where like he because it's not like Usagi came in and be like, "Oh." Here's a foot soldier. Let me beat this down. Like, like Shredder's just just spying on them. Yeah. At this point, and like you know, he's not really doing much. But like you know, it, it. I understand like they're trying to do the whole like oh get Shredder motivated to get back into Earth to get Usagi. But it was just a weird line to go. At. Now I I know for you unfortunately this is Krang's only scene. Yes, and uh. And uh, when they show the close shot of the crank, I was a little disappointed. Did you see his eyes? The eyes, because normally his eyes are not purple, but his eyes was like purple and like animated, like very weird and. Oh no, like, I didn't pay attention to that. I could, I could see it happening. Pay attention. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I should always be paying attention to crank. Pay attention. <laughs> I should. I'm so sorry about that. All right. So because Shredder did his uh, spying. He, um, uh, he was like, all right, I want to get, I want to get this rabbit. I want to get him to, you know, he, he, basically he wants Usagi to work for him. And so unlike the previous Usagi episode where Shredder was just into Technodrome, do like, you know, just ordering his foot soldiers around in this episode, uh, Shredder, Roxanne and Bebop do what they normally do. And they go back, they go to the surface of the earth. But this museum is in New York, isn't it? It's yes. supposed to be in New York. Yes, 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 yes. Everything is supposed to be in New York. In and the show. Next to the museum, there was a place that also looked like a Japanese building. Its name was Frank's. <laughs> okay, yeah, I wrote that down. I wrote Frank's. I don't know what Frank's is. Yeah. It's just a building. But it's like, I'm just imagining like this building is owned by a guy named Frank. <laughs> and he was like, this is Frank's place. So if you guys are living in New York and you, have, you see a place named Frank... Take a picture, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely take a picture. I, um, I, you know, I, I want to know. I have a feeling that there is at least one building in New York in a strip. It just, it, it just has Frank's on it, like just like that. Frank. 
Exactly. Frank is a name, isn't it? Yeah, Frank is a name. Frank is 100% a name. I have a feeling it was the name of one of the animators or... It could be. I mean, the they, I mean they, they like to sneak that kind of stuff in. I mean, you know, Walter Kubiak's name is like all over uh, the show. Uh, I, I could see this be like just some... Like, someone in there that's named Frank, and they're like, Hey, let's give him a building! Yes, it's my 40th birthday. Let's put my name here. Yeah, exactly. And so, also at this point, this is when Obento, like, he, he went to grocery shopping, and as you mentioned, he was like, Hey, I'm gonna go grocery shopping, you take care of the shop, uh, to Usagi. And as he go, you know, he has the grocery bags in his hand, he has the, you know, the paper grocery bags, that's like the very, you like, you know, very common thing for like shows be like hey uh we're going we came from the grocery store guess what we have like these big paper brown bags <laughs> even though like you never see people with those anymore before it was uh before they had like those bags yeah yeah before they had those bags like you know before, like there, there was that very famous uh like thing that the grocery stores used to say paper or plastic uh-huh. now, so- now now you only get plastic because plastic is cheaper? I believe. I think plastic's cheaper, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm curious. How, how do kids get their... Uh, how do kids do their book covers now? Because that's what we had to do when we were kids. We had to get, like, the paper bags from the grocery store. And then put that... And, ma- and make those into book covers. And now I'm so curious what, what kids do now for book covers. For the textbooks. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's, just to just to cover it to, that it lasts longer? Yeah, to cover it to last longer so it doesn't look get all beat up so it can go, go to the next kid the next year so it, it doesn't look like that book, like, seen, uh, like, war. I remember when we were kids, you were using the uh, tablecloth. You were using the tablecloth to cover your books? Yes, because they were a material that they were very really strong uh-huh. and they had, like, pictures and everything. So I was like... Oh, this is genius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if you grew up here, you would have loved to have, like, the the paper brown uh, book covers that that we used to do. Because knowing you, you would have, like, got your markers out and, like, oh, start coloring yes. them. Yes, yes. Yeah, there was people who were doing that. Well, I mean, going back to the show, um, you know, with Obento, he's, like, carrying the groceries. And, like, he was, like, mentioning, like, the food items he has. And then he says... 20 pounds of carrots for for Usagi. And I'm going to tell you this right now. 20 pounds of carrots. 20 pounds of carrots. None of those. None of those bags look like it was 20 pounds of carrots. 20 pounds of carrots is for a horse. That's exactly right. 20 pounds of carrots are for horses. That would be in a huge sack. I mean, there's... Like, so there is a disconnect between the voice acting... And the animators, because they drew in, like, what, I think five carrots. Yes, yes. Unless those carrots are the heaviest carrots. Like, each of those carrots were four pounds each. (laughs) There's no way that that was 20 pounds of carrots. Now we cut to the sewer, and we see the turtles. And we see Mikey, he has two pizzas in his hands and one pizza on his head. Yes. You know what? I'm sure you've seen... That image before, because that is a very often used GIF on the internet. Really? Yeah. Go to like Giphy and search for uh, Team and T Pizza. Like you're gonna find that GIF. In another episode, we have this. No, 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 no. I mean, this like, like, uh, you know how like people like to put like respond with GIFs on like Twitter and Facebook. Uh huh. Like if you ter- type in Team and T Pizza, 
you're gonna find that scene of him. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That that that's one that's used a lot. And Mikey says pizza time, just like the arcade game. Yes, and and then um, uh, I think and then Donnie says that um, I'm busy, and he says, uh, who too busy for a pizza? Right, exactly. But yes. uh, before these, uh, there was there was a scene that we see uh, uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. Right. And um, I think Usagi says, um, like, who are you? But then he fixes it and says, what are you? Oh, I'm sorry. That's Obento. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's Obento. That's when uh, Rocksteady and Bebop, they capture uh, Obento after he's getting the groceries. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. So yeah. Obento says... Uh, first he says, who are you? Then he, then he fixes it and says, what are you? Right. You know, all right. Obento shouldn't be surprised by seeing Bebop Rocksteady. I mean... Because he already, like, saw... Yeah, he's seen the turtles. He knew who the turtles were uh, before he actually met the turtles in the in the previous episode. <laughs> also, he know... He, like, like he, he knew that Splinter was a rat. Yes. And, and now he's living with... I mean... Usagi's not a mutant. I know that they did. Like, in this episode, we don't get, like, hammered on how much he's not a mutant. But he, we know that he's not a mutant. He's from another dimension. But he's still living with a humanoid bunny. So, he should not be, like... He should not be too shocked to see that there's a mutant warthog and a mutant rhino, like, out there. I'm just saying. But, yeah, with so with Donnie, Donnie is... Um, Donnie is back in the sewer. He's actually fixing the... The, the the dimensional gateway so he can get Usagi back home. Uh-huh. And this is the only time... We, we never the... got a toy from that? No, no, they never made a toy of that, uh, surprisingly. I mean, I guess they just didn't want to make a toy of a door. Like, <laughs> I mean, they could have found a, a good way to do it. I'm just not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying they can't, um, but, and like, we see this thing in future seasons. Like, we do see it in, in other episodes. Yes. Uh, but they never really made a toy of, like, that, the dimensional gateway thing. But, so, this is our only scene that we see this. And, like, Don, because, you know, Don is like, oh, I'm trying to get Usagi to go home. And, and especially the title, it's called Usagi Come Home. So, you would think that, oh, okay, this is when Usagi, they send Usagi back into his dimension. And after this scene, we don't, see Donatello working on the dimensional gateway again. Yeah. For the rest of the series. <laughs> like, this is our... This is the final episode that we have of Usagi. And so, you have this title where it sounds like he's gonna go back, but he actually never goes back. Unless... Like, well, he probably did go back, they just don't tell us about it. Yeah. That's the only thing I can come up with, and that's why we don't see Donnie ever working and trying to find Usagi's, like, home dimension ever again. He's like, oh, never mind. Yeah, exactly. Now... So you said this is the last episode of Usagi we see? Yes, this is the last time we see Usagi in the series. Aww. I know, I know, so sad. I miss him. I know, we're, we're totally gonna miss him. Uh, this is actually what uh, Mike, Michael Atkins actually has a question for us. He says, question for the host. What kind of dimension would you like to... Cha- would you see while channel surfing and happily jump into to live besides team and t1s of course so i love this yeah that was like you i like this question too what what kind of uh what kind of dimension would you like to be 
I think I like to be in Looney Tunes uh, dimension. You you want to be in the Looney Tunes dimension, like with all like the with Daffy Duck. With Daffy, yeah. Oh, you, you know. Well, you... I don't want to be alone with Daffy Duck. You have to come to. Uh, of course, no matter what, no no matter what, we're gonna go together. I'm I, I'm just saying, like that's but that's the one that you want us to go to. Yes. No, I think that's a cute one. No, 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 no. That that's a good one. I think you would have such a fun time with Daffy Duck, with all of his like selfishness. Even though even the Krang is cute, but I don't want to be in his dimension. Yeah, I I agree because he's he's in a war dimension. I mean, you know, like you know the four neutrinos. They like they're not allowed to have fun. I mean, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I understand. No, no. I think I think Looney Tunes would actually be a very fun dimension. Uh, me, I would love to be. Don't tell me Nintendo because you're not allowed to be in that dimension. I was going to say Nintendo. (laughs) I want to be in a video game dimension (laughs) specifically. I'll tell you. (laughs) Not not (laughs) Mario. Exactly. (laughs) I would love... I I don't know. I, I I would love to be in a dimension where I can double jump. Because it's always like it's always something that bothers me in video games. Because in video games, most video games, it's common for your character to jump in the air after they jump in the air. Like and like like it's like like it because it, 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 it's not like oh just this game did it. It's oh, a game. lot of games that do it. And so you want to have that power? I want to have that power. I want to have that leg strength where, like, I'm in the air. I'm like, you know what? I can jump again. And it's like with my leg, and I just do it again. Like, because it's impossible. It is so impossible. I just want to I just want to know what kind of leg strength I need to be able to do this. Now that you're saying this, one of the powers that I want to have in the, uh, is that... Um, that I can put those vacuum things on my legs and walk on the on the ceiling. Oh oh oh! You you want like those suction cup things? Yes. Like like that was a very common thing in like shows in the eighties and nineties. I I just want to say this right now. They're like, oh, let's put let's put like you know the the things that we use to clean the toilets on my legs, and therefore I can don't, walk on top of the ceiling. Don't ruin my dream. I'm just giving an example. So this was Michael who uh, asked this Yeah, question? it was Michael. Oh, you're awesome, Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know what uh, dimension you want to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're curious uh, what, what dimension uh, you want to be. And you know, all of our listeners, what dimension would you want to be? You know, you know yes. we're, we're replying on Twitter. Let us know. <laughs> I totally want to hear. No, that, that's a fun question. We love these kind of questions, by the way. All right, so we go back into we go back into Usagi, who's like, you know, he's feeding the rats. He's like, oh, rats, here's some bread cl- crumbs. Like, you know, I'm just saying this right now. The rats are okay with just red bread crumbs, Usagi. You don't have to make it all like like disappointing. Oh, sorry, this is all we have for you right now. Their their, their bellies are not like big. Like, you know, they, they can survive on bread comes for a while while your master comes back. Obviously, at this time, he doesn't know his master's been captured. Isn't it they, they eat cheese? Yeah, they do eat cheese. He probably didn't have cheese. But, no, you're absolutely right. He did have... Yes. But here's where uh, Shredder, uh, he comes in. And uh, this is what Michael wrote. And I am so sorry, Michael. Uh, I meant to message our friend that does sound design. After this podcast, I'm going to message him. 100% I'm going to message him because we do need the soundbite. But he says, 
soundbite for TMNT needed again as Shredder does say the full phrase. And because of Michael, like I, I note that uh, I wrote that down. I was like, oh my god, we don't have the soundbite. Uh, but but yeah, he says he says the full name Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, it's it's one of those things. Like, like no one really says the full thing. It's yeah. and it's weird when they do. Because it's like, what, why are you saying the full thing? Like, <laughs> well, you're advertising. Yeah, why are you advertising? Why are you making sure the kids know what TV show they're watching? So, so at this point, Shredder wants Usagi to join him. And Usagi's like, no, the turtles are my friends. I'm not going to go against them. And Shredder's like, okay, fine. Uh, you're honor bound uh, that we're going to have a duel. And whoever wins a duel... Um, like, gets to do, like, you know, if he was like, if I win the duel, you get to do what I say. And so, Usagi accepts, and Shredder and Usagi fights, and I want to add, I want to add this, alright, there's been several, uh, crossover with Usagi and Ninja Turtles, and this episode is the only one, like, in my memory, that Usagi and Shredder actually, like, fight each other and then they actually like meet each other uh-huh. because most of the crossovers it's the turtles go into usagi's dimension or when or when usagi goes into the 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 turtles uh dimension there's like there's no shredder uh-huh. so i was like it, like it's in my mind i was like whoa we have usagi and shredder like fighting each other and it's, it's just because of like most of the crossovers, we don't see that. Yes. Yeah. So that. I, 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 that I, that's a good point. I, I was I was a little fanboying there, and then like you know I I mean obviously I've seen this episode like so many years ago, but now that I've seen it with my knowledge of all the other Usagi crossovers, especially the most recent one with the 2012 series, I'm like, oh that's so cool. He's with Shredder. So like yeah, this is like so it, it was just really cool just seeing them fight each other because you know. Shredder's a ninja. Usagi's a samurai. Because most of the time, most of the time, it's Usagi fighting Leonardo. What is the difference between ninja and samurai? Um, samurai has like the armor, uh-huh. and ninja ninjas are like more like assassins, and they, they hide in the night. Samurai are like soldiers. Uh-huh. So that that's really the big difference. So I I was fanboying here. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And of course, like, uh, you know, Usagi's winning. Usagi's like using the carpet, uh, like, uh, like, uh, uh, like you know, to to beat Shredder and everything, and then like we get uh, Rocksteady. It was a cute uh, kitty trick too. Yeah, yeah, it was a cute kitty trick. We have then we have a uh, Bebop Rocksteady first. Uh, Bebop throws a watermelon on top of Usagi, and I guess watermelons are not in Usagi's dimension because he was like, "What is this?" As as uh, I think we also had another episode that there was a. Usa, that was a watermelon that I mentioned. Uh, that uh, like breaking the watermelon is a like a symbolic kind of thing in Japanese culture. Right, right. Yes, yes. Yeah, it, it is. Um, and I and I believe there was I believe there was another episode we we that you talked about that. Yes. Yeah, I just can't remember off the top of my head. So while that's happening, then they then <laughs> Rocksteady have a giant magnet and. Like, so when Usagi's ready to, like, um, like, go after Shredder again, Shredder, who has all the metal that's on his body, I want to add. <laughs> oh, 
to think about it. Yes, Shredder has the... Ma- All right, because this magnet magnetizes the steel in the sword, and I, I don't... I'm not that much of a science person to know if if steel is magnetized. I want to say... Because I want to say it's not. No, it's not. Okay, thank you. That's what I thought. And so I, I so it would not get... Mag- in reality, it would not get magnetized. <laughs> but it does in this show. But, like, you would, you would think... But Strutter's, like, stuff has to also be made out of steel, too. <laughs> so, like... Why is only his sword and not the guy who's like has metal all over his body not getting magnetized? You know, it's it's all right, but yeah, uh, but but yeah, like so because of that, because then I guess also magnets are probably not in Usagi's dimension, and he doesn't know this behind the wall either because this is a very powerful magnet because this isn't like a rice paper wall. Oh, Uh, but yeah, and then he was like. And then Usagi was like, okay. I'm surprised uh, maybe Bob and Rexody in this episode, they are smart. Yeah. Because they always do... Like, they, all, they always mess things up. Yes, but this this episode, they are, like, helpful. Right. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Like, w- they're, they're helpful when they need to be helpful. And, you know, all right. So, speaking of... Speaking of Beaver Rocksteady, I totally forgot to mention this. And I, I wrote it down. This is way before the Franks building. Like, when they got... Uh, um, But when the transport module... Uh, went into the abandoned warehouse huh? and like Shredder was like, "Oh, you guys did something right." The and then like the door fell off the transport module and like Shredder was like all mad. <laughs> I don't know when, but at some point, Beam Rocksteady had to fix that that door because when at the end of the episode when they go back, the door is back. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, uh, because of the magnet, Usagi loses the match and be and because Usagi's honor bound, he's like, "All right." I will go and attack the turtles because I lost the battle. Yes. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and obviously Usagi doesn't want to do that, but, you know, he, he has to now. And we're, so now we're back into sewers, and something I wrote about in sewers, I don't know if you paid attention, but in the background, well, um, did you see Leo and uh, uh, Raph training? I saw in the background they had, like, some cool posters of, like, uh, like, um... Like sword kind of fight. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't pay attention to the. I didn't pay attention to the po- posters, but I, I can see that. I can see that had some like sword fights back there. No, uh, so Leo and Raph, they were practicing uh, with uh, bokitos, which are uh, Japanese wooden swords. And uh. yeah, and I thought that was cool because you know most of the time we see Raph with size, and it was just really cool seeing actually like Raph like training with other weapons. And, cause that, it's very interesting. How come I didn't see it? I, I don't know. It, it was in the background. <laughs> it, it like um, and I'm already forgetting what Mikey was doing. And this, oh, you know what? This also, this also could have been. Uh, you know what? I think now, I think I know. I think I know what happened. Um, when you when you thought I jumped ahead, I think this is actually when Donnie was going over those other dimensions. Oh. And, like, remember, because, like, first we had the rubber band dimension. Yeah. And then we had the vending machine dimension. Yes. I th- this was that scene. Uh-huh. So, um, that, that, that's what happened. So, I, I think I wrote some things wrong here. Or, or that was, like, or I should say, I forgot that this is the, the, the parts with the dimensions. Mm-hmm. 
But but yeah, like but it, it, like I said, it was cool. It was cool seeing Wrath like chain with a um an, another weapon, and then and then at this point, this is where the turtles were like, oh, we gotta go to the surface, um, uh, because they needed parts for the uh, uh for the dimensional gateway. Yes. And uh, I think they also they wanted to check on Usagi, wasn't it? I don't remember. Oh gosh! I'm, all right, so I'm forgetting wh- why, but they they needed to go, but they were getting they're going back into the service. Yes. And I can't like uh, to be honest, I can't remember exactly why. I didn't write exactly why they were going back, but we see them in their outfits. They're like winter outfits. Yes, with the uh, matching color of the um, the gloves and hat. Right, but not the sweatshirt. And like I okay, I know I mentioned this before. Yes, not all of them. Not not all of them because uh, I know I mentioned this before because last time we saw this, I believe it was the Casey Jones episode. Last time we saw them in these outfits, and it was the Casey Jones episode. But like, like Raph has this purple sweatshirt. Yes, I actually saw that. I was like, why he has like. This? And like Donnie has like some white one and Leo has a yellow one. The only one who ha- who matches coordinately is Mikey. Mikey. And like and I I know I mentioned this before, but I just find it so weird that like I mean, where they make everything match and then you get to these outfits and they're like, "Oh, do you know?" Let's get let's get like more realistic. Yeah, let's get more realistic. And and it really is it's so odd just seeing Raph with like a purple sweatshirt. Yes. Because, uh, yes, 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 exactly. Because it was bothering me too. I was like, Raph's standing there with the purple or something. Right. And, like, if you remember, last time I almost thought it was a wrong turtle talking. Wrong turtle sweater. Yeah, exactly. Wrong turtle sweater. I mean, <laughs> exactly. And uh, how ugly those, uh, those costumes are. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah they, 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 you know, it's a good thing in this episode they did not last long because we get to the... So, over here we get Usagi, and uh, they're like, oh, it's Usagi, you know, what's right, going Mikey, on? Mikey says, hey, little dude. Right, yes. And then Usagi, like, cuts open, like, the pipes and, and like, sprays the water on it, and then all of a sudden those outfits are washed away. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to say this part because I felt like... <laughs> oh, 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 say it, say it, go ahead. Ah, I thought it was very funny because as soon as the, the water like uh like uh float on them, it washed away all of their clothes, even their pants, their shoes, like Yeah, all of it was gone. But for some reason their masks like is in the place. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Because it, with those outfits they didn't have, they don't have the masks on because the way we could tell which one is it because their their hats are their color. Oh you're right. And then so like the water comes in like all of a sudden like not only washes that out and like hey here's the here's your mask by the way. And, <laughs> and your weapons. Yeah and your weapons, yeah exactly. Yeah, because all of a sudden like Donnie and Leo have like their weapons like on their back. Uh, and uh Michael wrote like uh, the turtles got uh, washed right out of their disguises and into their mask when Usagi cuts the pipe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's wasn't it like this scene? Like, uh, didn't this scene have like a uh, commercial break that they they hope that people forget that what was the custom was? Before? Uh, well, not at the water part. <laughs> 
No, and, and like you would think, you would think that like you would think after he cuts it, and then like, and then it would just go black. Yes. But no, no, this part, no, they didn't have a commercial part. Now, one thing I, I did part like so when the turtles like you know they're fighting Usagi, like Leo, all of a sudden he grabs. Oh, uh, I love that. Yeah, he grabs like part of the sewer and he uses it as a shield. Yes. And like I'm just saying. This is the close because like a lot of these Ninja Turtle action figures come with like a, a sewer shield kind of thing. Uh-huh. This is the closest that we have like a sewer lid shield. Yeah. For the turtle in the series. That was very cool. It it was cool. No no it, it definitely was cool. Especially the part that he he was trying to take it out. Right. I I like that struggle. Yes. No no, no I I like that and then. Um, at, then Usagi, like, goes up to the surface, you know, he, uh, pushes that, uh, that, uh, that sewer lid out of the way, um, on Something top. that I mentioned is, like, not even turtles are strong enough to push the sewer lid because it's very heavy. Right. Usagi also can do that. Right, exactly, yes, yes. So U- easy. Yes, yes, yes. Usagi's like, psh, he's like, he's like I'm, I'm a running samurai. I can handle this. <laughs> and I will say, I mean, this is such a quick part. Such a quick part. I loved it so much. And, like, I didn't remember this as a kid. But, obviously, like, now we're watching it and, like, we're putting all these, like, detailed eyes on this now. Uh, when the turtles are, jump- are, like, jumping out of the sewer, we have one point where Donnie puts his mask on his bow and sticks it out as, like, Usagi comes and, like, switch it. Like swipe, swipe out, and then, and then, like, and then, and then, then Donnie comes out. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh my gosh, I'll have to show it to you. It is, it is so fast, and like, like, yeah, it is just so fast and so like unique looking. I never, I never caught it as a kid. Like, like, I really felt like I saw something for the very first time here. That's so cool. Yeah, and uh, actually, uh, this is what Michael had right. Uh, wrote about it. He says Usagi's sword swipes ha- have a cool ha- have a cooldown stamina meter apparently. Ha- uh, he swipes at Donnie's head when he emerges. Swipes again when Donnie baits him with the mask on the bow staff immediately afterwards. Then suddenly there's plenty of time between swipes for swipes for the whole turtle uh, crew to uh, one by one out of the sewer. But yeah, um, it's just it, it's a really fast thing where Donnie like he just sticks out his. Mask um on, on his bow staff. That's so cool. It is, it's actually really cool. I like it. And now, also what I loved about the Usagi fight when the turtles are in the surface. Uh-huh. They're, you know, they're fighting Usagi. Obviously, the turtles don't want to hurt him because, like, you know, they, they don't know why Usagi's fighting him. And, like, Usagi's, like, kind of like, oh, I have to. Uh, they Like, you know, they're... The, the, right now, it's like one of those fights where if someone like sat down and just explained something, they wouldn't be fighting. Yes. But you know, it, but we wouldn't have an action cartoon if we didn't if we had that. Now it would be. We would just have a boring thing like where the turtles be like, "Oh, that was a bad guy. Don't trust him." Like you know, <laughs> like. Um, but Usagi's like running into the mall and he's running into uh, towards traffic and. Uh, Leo shouts, look both ways. And it's almost like he's like, it's almost like he's trying to like shout out to the kids, hey, when you cross the street, you look both ways before you cross the street. <laughs> it's almost like, hey, hey, we got to put some safety directions in here. Kids could be watching this. 
If kids are are running away from giant mutant turtles, they still need to know the rules of the road. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so then we see uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. Uh, like Bebop is uh, like lying down, very uh, relaxed, and he says that, "Oh, okay. So we let the um, the um, rabbit take care of the uh, turtles." And Shredder says that. Oh, that's why you're so failure because you do other people uh, do your job. <laughs> you have to go and do it yourself. You know, all right. Something we need to note is that the previous episode, well, as I said, I, this really feels like a part two. This feels like a continu- t- continuation uh-huh. of the first Usagi episode. If you remember that episode, that was the one where Shredder's in the Technodrome the whole episode with that little. A portal gun thing and just sending the foot soldiers out and he doesn't do a darn thing other than like other like just order foot soldiers to, to keep going so yes but uh, but after after Bebop uh, leave he says that oh this is uh, so I let them do the job uh, this is what the boss do yes exactly yeah yeah Look, no, no, I, I definitely agree. Is if Bebop, I'm just saying, if Bebop and Roxanne were smart, they would have pointed this out. Like, hey, remember like, remember like a few hours ago when you just sent all those foot soldiers and you did nothing? I just don't know how they, how, what, how they mutate and Bebop and Roxanne that they're so, like, l- like, um, loyal to, loyal? Yeah, yeah, loyal. Yeah, uh, lo- loyal you know. to, uh, Shredder. You know, uh, that's a good question because you know, I guess they're loyal to him because they Shredder and Krang didn't put him in cages like the other gang members, and like you know Shredder never unmutated him, not like a bat guy or you know also known as Krang. So I, I, I you know, and here's the other thing, we don't know what happened to those guys because at the end of uh, season one, we never see them again. For all we know. Crane could have fed them to the rock soldiers. I mean, they're, they're they might be in Dimension X, just fighting like the rock soldiers like wars right now. We like that's probably that might be why they're so loyal to rock, to Shredder right yeah, now. Yes, so they're like we upgraded. Yes, exactly. Now, is this funny? Because this whole the, like you know, uh, uh, when Shredder was like, "Hey, you you guys should be doing something," and then all of a sudden, like, be a rock soldier, like, "Hey, let's." Let's go look for fuel. And it's almost like... Because, like, that's such a season three go-to plot is... We need fuel for the Technodrome so it can come back. And it's almost like... it. It's almost like when you have, like, a job and you have, like, nothing to do but the bosses come in or, like... Let me do something. I need to do something. Oh, hey. Let me do... Oh, we still need to do this. This is something that we always need to do that's never going away. Oh, I hate when uh, when you have a job and then they don't tell you exactly what to do and oh, you yeah. have to... You have to, like, try to figure out? Yeah. No, you have to come up with something to Yeah, you do. have to come up with something, exactly. Oh. No, no, no that's definitely worse. I feel like that's what, like, being Rocksteady did. They're like, oh, man, we're still on the clock. We gotta, we gotta do something. We gotta do something to make sure we get that paycheck. So, that's, uh... So, they just... That, so, that's our motivation for them to get fuel. Like... They didn't go to the surface to go get fuel. They went to the surface to get Usagi for Shredder's, like, revenge. And, like, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we need fuel for the Technodrome. It, it, like, you know, because, like, really at this point, like, like the writers are, like, even, like, 
playing with the idea of like, okay, yeah, that's that's our go-to. Yes. Because you know that's the, like, oh, wh- oh, wh- what what is this? What are they doing this episode? Ah, oh, they're finding fuel for a technodrome because that's <laughs> what they do. And and then we are in the mall. Yes, then we're in the mall, and I want to add this. I know Usagi like hit the pipe and washed away the turtles' disguises, but the turtles are just walking in the mall. Like, there is no attempt for them to hide. They're just walking in there like the worst ninjas possible. Yes, like, how come when they want to go, like, get a pizza or buy something, they have to wear those ugly costumes, but in the mall, they're like, oh, let me be green and ninja and turtle and everything. Exactly. Yes. And no one, no one, like, uh,. Escape or look at them weird. No, no, no one's like they're like, oh look, we got some turtles. We got some turtles. Now we do have an excuse on like why no one is like um freaking out over Usagi, and you you know what that excuse is? Because it's Easter. Because it's Easter. <laughs> this is a freaking holiday episode. <laughs> they just hid that in there, like they're like. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst holiday-themed episode ever. Like, just imagine if, like, we're you're watching a show, and all of a sudden, like, you made it like halfway through, and then, you and, it, and, 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 and then it's like there's Christmas, and you're like, oh, by the way, it's Christmas, guys. <laughs> like, like, wait, no, I thought, like, holiday episodes are supposed to be, like, hey, it's this holiday, and, like... Yeah, uh, it's from the beginning. Yeah, from the beginning, we do something. No, it is, the, like, for... And it's only this scene, only this ball scene, it's, it's Easter, because no one brings up it's Easter ever again. <laughs> no one, like, you know, like... It's not like at the end of the episode, uh, Mikey comes in with the Easter basket and I go, hey, dude, here's your first Easter, like... No, you see, like, uh, now I'm imagining they were, like, uh, the writers wrote everything and they were, like, working, then suddenly the animators uh, ask the director, okay, so how come people are not freaking out of the, um, the rabbit? And then the director says, okay, we have a meeting. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I, I really think that's what happened. I really and think that's what happened. And says, uh, prove it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, what are, yes, no, you're correct about that. They, they had to have done that. They're like, oh, how do we get away with this? It's Easter. <laughs> it is Easter. And like, I mean, I, I do wonder if any... I do wonder if any affiliates, like, actually delayed this episode for Easter. Because at least Usagi's a rabbit, and, like, they're like, oh, it still could be an Easter episode because it is, he is a rabbit. It's just, like, they just throw in, they just throw in it's a holiday. Like, it's nothing. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> all right, the turtles are fighting Usagi. There, there's a fountain, um, Leo is, like, uh, like cutting some holes in the fountain to drain all the water from there. Usagi's all happy uh, because he thinks that this dimension, and he kind of, he kind of breaks the fourth wall a little bit and says, "Oh, this dimension, um, they're evolving into better uh, people because he sees that kids are wearing rabbit ears on their head because it's Easter." Then after all that, do you know what happens at 13 minutes and one second? Oh, girl. 
That is right. All right. So we have two instances of wrong turtle talking in this episode. The first one's at 13 minutes in one second. After after uh, Raphael grabs Usagi and throws him down in the in the hole in the fountain hole that Leo cuts, then Leo starts talking in Raphael's body uh, and like basically uh, telling Donatello the plan. <laughs> yes. And then again, 16 minutes 54 seconds, Leo again talking, but this time he's in Donatello's body. And it just cuts to him, uh, on, just focus on him as he says, "I have an idea." And this is the this is a scene later on when when we get have like the turtles have their plan to fool uh, Shredder. But that is our two instances of wrong turtle talking. Just poor Cam Clark. It's just voice he voiced every turtle in this episode except Michelangelo. <laughs> He like you know he could have he could have had like a that chance too that that, that chance too yeah he could have voiced all four and then he could have the four color marker and go to in convention and just sign himself everyone yeah just sign everyone exactly he could be like yeah yeah I was all for these turtle in the episode Usagi come home did you not see it <laughs> <laughs> at this second and this second exactly at this second this second and then you'll be like thank you turtle recall thank you for uh. <laughs> Give me For this. Your business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I thought it was very stupid the way uh, Leonardo cut the pool like it's a piece of cake. Like it, right, it yes, yeah. See, like you know, I mean, that, there's like foundation and concrete and like so many other things, and you can't tell me that they they built this fountain and like it happened to be right underneath the sewer at this one spot. Like no, because I, the, the sword went inside the pool like it's yeah, so soft. Like. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could like fold that steel like a hundred times. It's not gonna cut concrete like that. Yes, they have those digging machines like. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, exactly. And then we had a scene that Mikey was on the screen all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was on the uh, TV screen and he was like, oh, I always wanted to be on TV. Yes. Yeah. Um, that, that scene in, in my mind, I was saying, Mikey and Mikey. <laughs> Mikey and Mikey. <laughs> so you know, I, I, I wish like Greg Sipes like kept that. I, I, I know he only had that for like for a few weeks and then like, you know, Rise started and like the t the 2012 series was was over by that point mm -hmm. but you know what i he should have kept it i'm just saying should've, yeah it was funny it was funny i loved it well usagi's now like you know and then they uh drop usagi inside that hole right they drop usagi inside the hole because he, the, leo said it's going to the sewer because leo just knows the sewer the sewer plans that well i think leo is an architect architect i think he is i think he is an architect Yep, he, he definitely, he knew, he knew exactly, he, he was like, oh, that fountain, that's right above the sewer system. <laughs> I mean, Leo, like, you know, he is making sure that to keep that Leonardo da Vinci name that his master gave him. All right, so while all of this is going on, Roxanne and Bebop, they're having their own thing. It's like, you know, they're like, they're stealing, like, gas cans. And and then, like, at one point, they went to go, they're, they're stealing Flashlight batteries. Yes. Oh. Mm. And then, um, and then, uh, Bebop and Rocksteady uh, goes and uh, steals samples. 
Right. Uh, but uh, what what place it was? It was like ice cream place. I, I, I am trying to think because I don't know. Maybe I don't. This was like late eighties. I don't think I don't think we really had like smoothie uh places at the uh, at the late eighties. I want to say that was a nineties thing. Uh-huh. When like uh like like the the smoothie shops started opening up, uh-huh. I mean and like what the guy like they bring like some sort of orange juice yes thing. I, the only thing I could think of is maybe it could have been a smoothie place had smoothies, but I just it don't. It reminded me of those like fresh orange juice that in Iran you can buy in front yes. of your eyes. They make yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it really reminded me of that. The only other place I could think of is maybe ice cream or maybe they're at a. Maybe they were at like a uh, one of those like Seven Eleven kind of places where they have uh, the slushies, like oh. where you get where you get those. I remember like so, you know, my dad coming from the Middle East, he had to like he had to do this most stereotypical thing and own a convenience store. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. That only just affected uh, all my my grade school years of, of people making fun of me, <laughs> but. Um, why they were making fun of you? Oh, because you know the, the uber popular cartoon show, The Simpsons. Uh, they had a they had that Indian uh, guy Apu, uh-huh. and he owned a convenience store, the Quickie Mart, and he also had <laughs> the the squishy machine. And but like so, everyone compared my because of the popularity of that show. Everyone compared my dad to uh to him because it was a it was a stereotypical thing for middle easterns to do was to own convenience stores i don't know why but my dad apparently when my dad moved to this country he was like i gotta own a convenience store i must do my mission convenience yeah convenience store it's like you know it's it it's a store where like it's not like kroger or walmart where you buy your the things you need to buy but instead you go there and instead of paying like a dollar for a bottle of coke you pay like three dollars for a bottle of coke because it's convenient for you uh-huh. yeah and of course like the only things he was really selling was he was selling uh cigarettes beer and lottery tickets when lottery finally became uh legal in georgia <laughs> without those things <laughs> like the three the three sinning things the most sin- that they don't believe in yeah exactly exactly what well, yes <laughs> and like without those things uh like my dad would have no business but yeah um you could have you could have like encouraged him to sell fun stuff like <laughs> you should have encouraged him to sell pokemon cards in the <laughs> in the and- 80s pokemon <laughs> pokemon cards is not a thing but you know, I'm telling you this right now. Like you know, if he was smart, he would have had, he would have had like Pokemon cards in the late '90s, and he would have made a killing when that was like super popular. He, like, if he was smart, he could he would have totally done that. I actually I remember like the only one of the cool things he had was he had a Mortal Kombat arcade uh, system, um, and Mortal Kombat was like so popular in the '90s. Oh, so. Whenever my brother and I, we would, like, go and, like, quote-unquote work because, you know, that's what middle, that's what middle Eastern kids do is uh, when their fathers own a business is that they stay in that business the whole time that their parents are there. So, 
<laughs> so they don't have to pay they don't have to pay for a babysitter, but instead of paying for a babysitter, they give their children money because they they worked. <laughs> My brother and I we were like sitting like we would like play the Mortal Kombat machine like the whole time because <laughs> But you were having fun? Oh, oh yeah, we were having fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my going back to what I'd say. Uh, I think I think they were probably at a convenience store, and that was probably the slushy machine. That's the only thing I could really come up with. Just just the time period of that. The only other thing I can really think of is it could have been a it could have been a smoothie shop, but like I said, I think smoothie shops didn't start popping up until the uh the the mid 90s mm-hmm. so but this is but this is our only scene with april o'neill at this point because you know she she's just there to carry on the plot as she's doing the new it's she's doing the news and I, I i figured like this is like where they had the advantage of like oh this is why we made April O'Neil a news reporter. So we can just do things like this with her and then like in and, and no one bats an eye. Because all she does is like she talks about this scientist new super fuel thing. And then that's it. We don't we don't see April. April doesn't contact the turtles. She doesn't do anything. She's not even there when Bebop and Rocksteady goes and like uh, steal from the guy. And by the way, there I should m- mention is Acme Research because, and I, I know this is not the, our first time hearing Acme at at Ninja Turtles, but it's just it's just funny because Acme is a very common term for the Looney Tunes cartoon. Uh-huh. And it's just funny just hearing it in like other shows. <laughs> and then uh, we have we have a scene that uh, Usagi see a dog and is asking the dog some question, and then the dog just goes. And then uh, he's like, oh, not every creature is big. <laughs> right, exactly. You know what? I, that, that, I, I, I did like that. That, that, was, that was cute because obviously he was talking because from a world where all the animals talk. Yeah. And especially we're going back into, like, you know, Usagi is still new to this dimension. It's not like he's been here for, uh, like, for us two weeks. It's, uh, like, technically he's only been here for, like, a few hours. Now, I want to go back into... Beaver Rocksteady at Acme Research because I mentioned Looney Tunes. Uh-huh. And did you hear what uh, I believe it was Bebop uh, said to the to the scientist? No. He says, what up, Doc? And then he says, I always wanted to say that. Uh-huh. Eh? Yeah. So that was from the Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah. That was, from the, that was Bugs Bunny. That's one Bugs Bunny line. Now, this is the only disappointing thing I'm going to say this because, like, obviously... They obviously the writers had that line because you know this is a uh, Usagi episode. Usagi's a rabbit, and um, like this is the perfect time for someone to make that kind of joke. Yes. The only thing is Usagi's not in the scene. It would like I, I mean, and I'm pretty sure somewhere in there the writers were probably struggling how to get him there, and they're probably like, okay, we have no way to get him there. Yeah. And like I, it almost feels like. It was wasted. <laughs> like, like I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad it's in the episode and it's fitting. It's in the Usagi Yojimbo episode. Yes. It's just that, I mean, without Usagi there, you don't get that great importance. It's more of like, oh, they, they're. It's more of like, okay, we wanted to fit this in here, and we gotta make sure it fits. We gotta fit it somewhere. It's funny because how I don't know how I missed it because it happened exactly to be today that you. 
you uh, talk about Bugs did, Bunny? Yes. Yes, yes. Right before we watched. <laughs> so, right before we watched Ninja Turtles, I I showed Anna the very first Bugs Bunny cartoon. And you were telling me about What's Up, Doc. Yes, it, I was telling her about What's Up, Doc, and just have like I, I couldn't rem- I didn't remember that this line was in this episode. I was like, oh hey. Yes. And Anna totally still missed it. <laughs> <laughs> so. At this point, the turtles, they decide to, you know, they go into Obento's uh, museum, his animal museum. Yes. And, like, because they're trying, and then they're like, oh, Obento's not there. Like, heaven forbid, if Usagi just told him that before he started, like, cutting the sword on the, on the, on this pipes, we would have saved a lot of time here. (laughs) Just saying. And, like, my question, like, in this scene... Donnie see the magnet and he says, "What is it? Like, what kind of scientist are you that you don't? <laughs> you don't know what a magnet is? Yes. Right. All right. And I, I totally want to talk about Donnie and the magnet here because so Donnie brings out the magnet. I mean, it's a huge magnet. He's like dragging it on the floor and he's like, "Oh, what is this? And like, right now this magnet is not doing anything. It's just in now, uh." Like writing and animation wise, good choice to pick Donnie to carry the magnet because his the out of the four, he's the only one who has no metal on his on his weapons, yeah. especially in Cartoon Land where if you have any kind of metal, it just magnetizes it. <laughs> uh, so Donnie has this, and he in like he's in like one side of the room, and then like Usagi like uh, comes in and. When, and then, like, uh, when, like, he's, like, ready to go, when he's ready to go against the turtles again, and, like, he pulls out the sword, and the sword gets, uh, magnetized yeah. into the wall, the magnet's on the other side where Donatello is at. <sighs> like, and this is a big magnet. When did Donatello have the strength and, like, agility to put this over there? And, like, was it, and parts of me, I want to know if he did it more of as a joke, because when he puts it there... That's, like, where the other, like, the two swords on the wall. Yes. He, like, he, he just, it's, like, magnetized over there. It's almost like it's floating on the wall because of those swords. And Usagi was good, was strong enough to grab the sword from that wall. Yes. And like, you know, it's, it's, I mean, technically he should be, like, oh, oh, why? It's, like, you know, for a magnet that big. Yes. And that powerful that can, like, rip it off his hands. But, like, it's, like, oh, oh. But, like, you know, then... You know, he he goes and tries to attack, and then all of a sudden it goes in there. And it's like, like it is like really, like, I really think just in between time, Donatello's like, hey, I want to do something funny. I want to put, I want to put a, like, kind of like a child, like, discovering, like, things. Like, hey, I found this. Hey, what if I do like this? I think that's what Donatello did, was he just like, hey, let's, let's see if I can put the magnet on the wall with these swords. And then we have the Bebop and Rex study uh, with Shredder. Uh-huh. Uh, with the, all those uh, um, chemical that they... Uh, they right, sell. right, right. Yes, because we were... Okay. Uh, you know, we didn't mention about this, but when they went to the Acme Research, they're like, hey, give us the give us the fuel, the super fuel. And the guy was like, no. And they're like, okay. And they went and stole the whole shelf. <laughs> and that is a very typical Bebop Roxanne thing to do. I just wanted to note this. Like... Like, no, like, oh, we can't have it? Alright, we just take everything. <laughs> that moment, I was just, remember, uh, I was just 
thinking of you when I ask you to buy something like that you have no idea what this is like for example like a makeup kind of thing oh and, I buy it all and then you, you buy the shelf and bring it home I, I, uh, I have done this multiple times and she's like I don't need all this well you have all this I'm not bringing it back I didn't find the one that you said but I bought all this <laughs> look I cannot be the only guy who does that there has to be other men that does this but yeah so they're trying to figure out which they're trying to figure out which which one's the super fuel and rock said he finds it as he tests it out on his toy robot which i don't mean at the same time like did rock City really just bring like like did did shredder treat rocksteady like the way we treat our son when we're going when we're going to the grocery store we're like oh man he's fussy like he doesn't want to be in the car right now for uh for five minutes hold on here here's a toy dinosaur play with this while you're riding the car like the shredder was like here you go rocksteady Here's a here's your toy robot. Play with this while we're um, using transport module to get to the to get to Earth to get to the Earth surface because that's the only thing I can I can see why Rocksteady's like toy robot is like is there in the warehouse. Because I mean, uh, in this show they are kind of like kids. Yeah, they are kind of like kids. They're like big kids. Right, but yeah. So Rocksteady pours the the fuel on the robot and like. The robot goes, like, super strong. And, in fact, breaks a hole. I was surprised that the hole didn't have, like, the shape of the robot <laughs> on the wall. We've seen that before in the show, I want to add. But uh, this one didn't. But, like, the robot has this crazy AI system now because of this fuel. And it's so it's so strong. But then, uh, Rocksteady, like, it was Rocksteady or was a Shredder that uh, broke it with the hammer? I believe it was Bebop. It was Bebop? I believe it was Bebop. I don't think Roxette did it. I, I, I have to check again, but I, I want to say it was Bebop that, that broke it with the hammer. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it could have been Shredder, but I want to say it was Bebop. Yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I mean, because it should, because it's a toy, but, like, this thing that's, like, so powerful still can get, like, beat by her hammer. Yes, I was like, if it's so strong, how, how come it was broken with her hammer? Right, exactly. And so, after all that funness happens, that's like when Usagi comes in, grabs the turtles! I, I know this is the turtles' plan at the point, at this point, because, like, you know, like, this is, like, when the turtles discovered. Yes. Uh, and, like, we already went the wrong turtle talking where, like, Leo has an idea. But, like, I, like if I was, like, one of the other three turtles, I'd be like, no, Leo, I don't want to be dragged in the streets. Like I mean, I know they weren't that far from uh from the warehouse because they were only at uh Ovento's place, but still. Yes, he was dragging four of them together, and even when he was like uh going from one room to the other room, it's like, is your door that wide that you can? <laughs> right, you can fit more turtles. Like because when he first comes in, it really looks like he only has one. Yes. And then, and like and then like oh then, oh okay he has two and then like and then he suddenly moves and they're like oh wait he has four like how's that possible like, magic of animation exactly <laughs> and so and then like and then I have to like questions like Shredder intelligence by this point because 
How did like how come Shredder never paid attention to what kind of warehouse this was? Because like Usagi is like, okay, I'm gonna put you in this. I'm gonna put him in this room, and Shredder's like, yeah, yeah, put him in that room. What <laughs> <laughs> Shredder doesn't know, anybody gets mad at being Rocksteady for. He's like, oh, this is not an abandoned warehouse. This is an old fireworks uh, factory, and. As the turtles, like, discover, like, oh, there's fireworks here. Like, it takes the turtles, like, two minutes to find out that there's a whole room full of fireworks. Just so you know, like, if the shredder comes to our house, <laughs> this probably happened to our house. Because for some reason, we bought so many fireworks to celebrate New Year. But <laughs> we never, like, used them. Well, we got busy and it's... It's just over there. <laughs> yes, it's just over there. Yes. We're like, hey, we're going to buy fireworks. And we're like, we're going to invite our friends and we're going to, like, uh, shoot them off on, on New Year's. And then, like, uh, we got busy. And then we had a child. And then there's, like, a pandemic. <laughs> so we have so we have fireworks. We if, have fireworks. If you guys want to come, we celebrate it together. Yeah, if you guys want to come celebrate, come over. <laughs> we'll, we'll have fun. Uh, um, now... While they're shooting the fireworks, uh, Rocksteady and Bebop, and I, you know, I, I had to write this down because of how many times, like, it's been brought up in this show already, but they bring up, it's World War Three all over again. World War Three has not happened. And I, I hope to God it does never happen. But, like, it, it is, as I mentioned before, uh, like, you know, parts of me, I... <laughs> Parts of me, I was I was hoping like they would like they would say like World World War 111, <laughs> like that would just been amazing if that happened. I still, if I ever if I ever meet uh Renee Jacobs and like uh and there is actually a convention going on like not too long from now that that she's gonna be at um like in in Orlando. I just I really want to I she probably would she probably has no memory but I just really wanted to know. I was like. Do you know, was it supposed to be two and you just said 11? <laughs> like, oh, it's like one of the lines that always bothers me. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just like, th- it was just that phrase that people had like during this time. And like, oh, we, because the war was still fresh in people's minds. And especially like as old as like some of the writers were. It's like, oh, we got, oh, insert World War Three joke. I mean, you know, n- now we don't have like, no, no one mentions, no one mentions the world's. Words, uh, World of War Three anymore because they're like, hey, that never happened. Yeah, hopefully it never happened. Yeah, ho- hopefully it never happens. Yeah. I don't know why you said you said this. My mind went to uh, that uh, mate uh, commercial that the Satan was, <laughs> Satan was uh, dating the twenty twenty. Twenty twenty was like two zero two zero, and she was like, oh, call me twenty twenty. <laughs> Because you imagine if World War Three happens, it would have been in 2020. Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, the turtles are fire, fire out fireworks, and then like Shredder's, Shredder at this point is like, "Well, I gotta get the super fuel. I gotta do something." And as I mentioned before, like this whole like fuel thing was like such a was such like a sweet weak B plot that met together with this. Yes. And, like, it's all of a sudden, like, oh, now this is their main focus. Like, Shredder's already given up on Usagi now. I mean, well, especially that that Usagi has betrayed him. But 
You know, like, it, it, he is like, oh, oh, I've forgotten about him. Um, but he tries to go uh, to get the fuel, and Donatello's like, oops! And he uh, uh, pushes, like, all the fuel, and Trevor's like, oh, no, I don't know which one's in it! And then Donatello's like, it's this one! I'm like, I'm like, okay, I really need to know, how did Donatello know? How did Donatello even know that there was super fuel? Because... They were not near the TV when April was, like, doing the news report on Superfuel. This is, like, before smartphones. It's not like, you know... It, it, it's not like they had, like, this information uh, going out. They weren't... They weren't even in the room when Bebop poured the Superfuel on the robot. Yes. Like, all of a sudden, like, Donatello, he's like, Oh, I know this is the Superfuel. I know exactly what Dirt Shredder was looking for. Yes, it probably had like a small tag or something. Uh, I, I guess so. <sighs> I, I, whatever it has, or maybe it had like the, 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 the code or something like that, like the, the formula, and he was able to figure it out from there. But at this point, Donnie just pours it on the fireworks. So the super fuel not only like, uh, makes gasoline to power up jet, uh, jet engine or jet uh, planes. It also makes robots go alive and crash through walls and happens to make fireworks shoot even more. Uh, like, this is how awesome this super fuel is. Uh, well, so, he does that. They, they fire more fireworks, which, alright, let's calm down for a minute and just mention how dangerous and stupid this was. Yeah. And this came from the smart turtle. Because the turtles are still in the warehouse. And they know that Obento was captured. And, like, they like Usagi is trying to rescue Obento. Oh, they almost kill the poor guy because the firework is about to hit him. And, like, Usagi, like, that's when Usagi rescues him. Yes. Like, this was, this was not a well-thought-out plan. And, like, now, granted, the turtles did have, like, three minutes to think this up. But... I, I expected more from the quote-unquote smart turtle. And one last thing I want to mention about these old fireworks. Like, men, Mikey mentions, like, oh, uh, the 4th of July is not going to look nowhere near as cool anymore. Oh, he said that? Yeah, yeah, he said, yeah, yeah, Mikey mentions about uh, 4th of July. Eh? Yeah, so we go from <laughs> Easter to 4th of July. Like, <laughs> this is, like, the, this is the craziest holiday episode the Ninja This is our first official holiday episode of Ninja Turtles. I just, I want to add this. They they work like uh, the all the um, actual like retail stores. From, right. From Easter they jump to. <laughs> That's you're you're absolutely right. Like you know. He, yes, Michelangelo is definitely the retail manager, and he's like, oh, Easter's over. All right, gotta put out that summer stuff. <laughs> all right, the red, white, and blue go out. You know. I mean, obviously, if you go to retail, the after Easter is the is Mother's Day's graduation. You know, there's nothing for Father's Day. I, I want to add this. I don't, I'm really missing Fourth uh, of July. I'm hoping that the world get back and we can go and. Uh, well, try not sit on those chairs and watch. Try not to get political on this podcast, but according to our current U.S. leaders, that. By 4th of July, uh, we will have, like, fireworks and everything. We'll find this out. Again, not... Uh, I don't want this 
uh, not trying not to go political on podcast. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, but yeah. Uh, but uh, according to the current administration, that should be happening. So we'll find out if that happens or not, and hopefully, hopefully it does. Um, so so the bad guys they go in like Usagi's like, oh no, the bad guys are escaping, and you know the turtles like, yeah, you get used to it. <laughs> so so there was a there was a part. Uh, I think I don't know. I don't remember what it was. Someone called the Usagi the carrot. Yes. Uh, either it was either Rockstead or Bebop called him Carrot Breath. Ah. Uh-huh. Right, and it's because they're insulting him because you know he eats a lot of carrots. Ah. Uh-huh. Because he's a rabbit. Okay. I I was trying to understand what exactly he said. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He called him Car- Carrot Breath because of that. Uh. So the turtles. Uh. The turtles and Usagi they rescue uh Obento. Uh, again, Splinter nowhere nowhere near seen in this episode. Just want to add, uh, even though like in the last episode he was there like throughout like most of it, and Obento is Splinter's like friend, and like you know Splinter's not much of a good friend if like he's not like even worried about his friend being captured. But we get to the end, we we have everyone back. In, we have everyone back there again. Donnie does not bring up, like, that he's trying to get Usagi back home. Like, he just, like, it just does not come up. Usagi's like, oh, I'm going to stay here. And then Mikey's like, hey, if you stay here, there's something you got to try that you, that you'll love. And that we know you'll love. And, of course, Mikey, what is that? That's Mikey. Mikey has pizza. And the pizza's weird because, okay, he comes in with a box of pizza. And there's, like, a, a, a pizza, like, on top of the box. Yes. And I'm here thinking, like, okay, that's the art that's supposed to be on top of the pizza box. And I'm expecting him to open the box and Usagi grabs a slice. But instead, Usagi grabs a slice. Like, so did Mikey, like, put the pizza on top of the box? It it, it was really weird. It was like, like, someone just did not want to animate the the box lid opening up. Yes, that's what happened. Yeah, and, like, because, like, when we cut to the pizza, we see that there's a slice taken out. And then when we see, like, everyone else grabbing it, like, I mean, no one is, the, the no other slices are coming out because, like, you know, that, that's, like, lazy animation right there. Uh-huh. But, but, yeah, like, but it's clear that they, that Usagi takes a slice out of there. And Usagi's like, oh, I'll, I'll like this. I'll like this uh, dimension. You know, you don't understand these things. As an animator, sometimes you you decide something like this. You think that you're smart and you're hoping that people don't notice it. Then you show it to your like best friend or your husband. And he says that, what happened here? And then you're like, shut up. You, you act like you're saying this from experience. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and that's pretty much how this episode ends. Um... I think pretty much the only thing that bothers me is that this is our final episode with Usagi in the series. And we don't actually see him go home. We don't actually see Donnie try to get him home. And in fact... You know, goodbye is hard. I know, goodbye is hard. And in fact, our next Easter episode actually will have a rabbit in it, but it won't be Usagi. And so... Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, just one more thing I want to mention. Uh, there was a scene that we see Leonardo and his face, the color of his face. I, you know, I didn't write that down, but yes, there, there's a scene where, um, 
like he comes in and this is like uh at the end when they're at the warehouse. Yes. And like yeah, his shades of his face just keeps changing. Yes, it's like the light is changing. Or right. Something. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it was only happening to Leonardo. Yes. No. Oh, def- definitely. I, I definitely saw that. Uh, I didn't uh, like I said I didn't write it down, but it it, it was kind of weird. Uh, something I do want to add was that um so. Michael, he sent his uh, email uh, kind of late, uh, kind of late today, and um, he he was like, he actually wrote the first thing he wrote was, I don't know if this will uh, make it make it to us in time, but uh, just to let you know, Michael, it did make us make it to us in time. So you're 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 good there. We're we're happy it made it um, to us in time. Uh, and uh, well, what did you think of uh, uh, Usagi in general? Are you gonna miss the little uh, the little rabbit? Yes, I think so. Uh, I liked him. Uh, I'm not gonna miss as much of it. I I might miss like Crank, but right. uh, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I I definitely. I think it was it made me curious enough to go and check at least the Usagi's comic. You would actually look. I I I'll I'll, I'll definitely um download uh some of his comics and uh put it on your um on your tablet. Yeah. Um, I mean it's it's been a series that I've been meaning to. Uh, get digitally as well, uh, just because uh, I think now the rights is at IDW. I, I know for a long time it was on Dark Horse, uh, but I think IDW now has it, and they have they've been re-releasing uh, the classic collections. Um, but you would actually really like it. Uh, the classic ones are black and white, just like uh, just kind of like how manga and also the original Ninja Turtle uh, comics are. Uh, but you will love that art style. Like that is it's it's an art style that you'll really enjoy because he makes everything kind of like uh, light and uh, co- like well I was about to say colorful but it's black and white but uh, just very cartoony uh-huh. and like it it is like a uh, it is a very fun series. Uh huh. Okay. Uh yeah yeah you you would enjoy it a lot and you love the designs you love the designs. Uh, also I want to add is that. Uh, Sometime soon, there will be an Usagi series on Netflix. Actually, uh, today I, actually I saw like uh, one of the first uh, images for the the new series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when that comes, we'll we'll definitely watch it together. I'm I'm, I'm sure. And it's gonna be CGI. Uh, the the new Usagi series. Uh, it's gonna be about uh, I think his son or something like that. It's supposed to be in the future. It's supposed to be, like, one of his uh, descendants. So it's not going to be Miyamoto um, Usagi, not the one that we see, but it is going to be, like, in that storyline. Uh-huh. But, yeah, that is pretty much everything we have for this episode. Uh, for some reason, growing up, I keep forgetting that Usagi's in this show. Uh, I remember the action figure. I have the action figure. I still have the action figure. I just... Couldn't I think because um the the next rabbit we see his name is a uh, Hokum Hare I think because he had his own uh VHS special that I remember him more than I remember Usagi uh-huh. right and it's just funny because like when obviously when I got older and like I started reading the comics the Usagi comics I got more interested in Usagi I just forgot that he was in the show and it like. In fact, like, even after I got these DVDs originally, I for- I still forgot he was in And then I was like, oh, yeah, he was in this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, now, action figure-wise, I know Us- Usagi is kind of a weird with action figures because I know Playmates never had a problem 
with making any of his action figures. They're always like able to do it. And but even though it's like under a different company because it's not I mean, I think now it's IDW. Now it's IDW that owns like the comic rights. Uh I'm hoping I'm just hoping like uh that NECA and Super 7, uh, I know Super 7 wants to make Usagi, and, uh, and they've gone on interviews saying they're going to make an Usagi, and then he's gone on another interview to say, like, oh, it might happen. And that might have been him backtracking, trying to be like, oh, I don't want to give away anything uh, that hasn't been confirmed. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping, like, because even though he's not really owned by Nickelodeon, I'm hoping, like, they still have... The permissions for both those companies to make um, Usagi figures. Cause I would love, I would love both NECA and Super Seven to make Usagi figures. Cause it would be amazing. Cause I like, I like the way how Super Seven makes it, like based off the toy, and I love that uh, NECA makes it based off the animated series. Yeah. And like, I would love both designs in there. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, let us let us know uh, what you guys uh, think of uh, Usagi. I know some of you guys gave us our opinion uh, two weeks ago for the other episode, uh, but you know we want to hear. Uh, we, if you guys still haven't shared with us, uh, definitely share with us then. And join us next time. We will be talking about the episode, the making of Metalhead, and we will have a special guest with us. Next time, too. well, I'm gonna say we have we have scheduled a special guest. I don't I don't want to jinx this like like I did last time with uh, Pirate Steven, and then like you know we had to change everything around. Uh, but uh, be sure to join us if you have any questions or memories about the making of Metalhead or Metalhead in general. Be sure to email us at Turtle Recall uh, Podcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at Turtle Recall Pod. All right, till next time, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to us. If you have any comments or memories you want to share, be sure to reach out to us on Twitter at Turtle Recall Pop. Turtle Recall is proud to be a part of the Res TV network. Be sure to go to Res.tv to check out our podcast and other great podcasts they have available.